Child, I done let Jonah watch the Players Club for the first time. You know the Players Club from the 90s. Ice Cube, Diamond. Sometimes you gotta use what you got to get what you want. And other Ronnie Hood quotes. <laughs> get in here, let's talk. Hey, this is the boy, Jonah. Came on the BB show with my wonderful mother. Oh yeah, it's time for the BB Live podcast with your inimitable hostess, BB. That's me. And I don't have time to sit around here arguing with y'all. So drop the baby show beat. So when thinking of a movie or a collection of movies, what is your definition of a cult classic? I would say a cult classic is a movie that is very easily recognizable no matter who's, who's seen it or what it is actually about. Something that has been spread by word of mouth more than it has by actual visual visuals. Come through. Look it up. Google it. You got a computer for me. Mm-hmm. Because, yes. Um, very good, son. My definition of a cult classic is probably, um, I'll more so give an example. Friday is my favorite. When I think of a cult classic, I think of, in movies, I think of a movie that is the word esoteric comes to mind. A certain group of people really enjoyed it and it was kind of geared towards a certain group for them and by them, but ended up being so relatable to other groups that it resonated with everybody. So it goes down to history. I feel like Friday, like if I had to give a picture of a cult classic in the dictionary, I would put the movie Friday because I feel like cult classics also have these other um, elements to them, whereas like a movie Friday was a low budget film, but did amazing, like they have those kinds of elements. Um, What have you found? Looking at the definition, a cult classic is just that, something that has gotten so popular that has almost a cult following among a particular group. Also, if I were to give an example of a cult classic, a more modern one, I would say, and this is probably a weirder pick, Encanto. Because, like, there's only, like, two or so groups of society that's been geared towards, but it's it still did really well with everybody. And in those groups, it's a really good movie. And has a very large cult following. People are freaking out about the songs. We People don't talk Encanto about dice. Yes, like in cancel, okay. And so yes, yes, the popularity gets so crazy that people have a cult following. So oh my gosh, if we can throw Harry Potter in there, we can go crazy on cult classics. So this episode of the BB show is a cult classic revisit where we will discuss my revisit of a cult classic. I don't know if the boy go always be a for these conversations, however, however, we're ready to discuss a revisit, okay? We're ready to discuss a revisit of the cult classic Legally Blonde. 
And let's get ready to have this conversation. I hope to bring you many more cult classic revisits. I'm BB. This is the BB Show. Get in here, let's talk. You are now listening to the original BB Podcast with your co-host, Jonah. Good old Players Club, Chow. A good one I ain't seen in some years. But when thinking about doing a cult classic revisit episode, I was, you know, I had some movies in mind. But, 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 but this one I really wanted to do because I suddenly realized that Jonah ain't never see Players Club and we don't play like this. You're going to have to see some of these cult classics. And let's just be real, man. Ice Cube had them 90s on lock with the classic movies like Friday, Players Club. Don't play with Ice Cube. He was doing a little thing real quick in the 90s. What did you think of the movie, Jonah? I think the Players Club is definitely a very good movie. A very good movie. And an interesting, how does one say, case study on themes and messages and characters. Okay. If you had to sum up the message to one strong sentence, let's get it. This is this is gonna be a nice version of, but but like, don't take unnecessary risks and gay people are bad. Chow, <laughs> <laughs> how did we get there? I guess we're gonna <laughs> let's find out. So I I definitely see through the character of Ronnie how that message could man listen, Ronnie. One of the things I really love about Players Club is how we get so much from different characters. Like in Ronnie, we get a villain, but we also get a homegirl. We get a prophet. I we sw- get a hustler. A, ha- a good one. Girl, we get a model for how to set boundaries, how to protect yourself. <laughs> like, man, Ronnie, is, there's so many levels to her. Like, so many levels. Don't nobody who been saw Players Players Club since I came up don't know what you talking about, who you talking about when you say Ronnie. I could look at somebody from my generation right now and tell them, don't give me none of those Ronnie whole quotes. And they know exactly (laughs) what I'm talking about. Best Ronnie whole quotes, let's go. Gotta use what you got to get what you want. Them white folks got green money. All right, you white motherfuckers, all eyes on me. That's the one. Yeah. I know you had liked that one. It's my favorite. <laughs> I ain't taking nothing off till you motherfuckers give me some more money. I love her so much. Closed legs don't get fed. Jonah, you, I'm losing you. Wait, I, I need uh, you to drop one I, on I only me. Got, I, only, I only got one watch out of my belt. He okay. only got one watch <laughs> on his belt. I don't see this movie 25 times. I know you thinking, and I know you thinking of your favorite Ronnie Hope quotes right now. Child, write to me on Spotify. Put them in there. We don't miss some. I know we don't miss some. <laughs> Them white folks got green money. Period. I love that. <laughs> Everybody loves Ronnie. The problem with Ronnie is she's clearly the villain, but like any good villain, there are levels to her. I think the most damaging or sort of, I'll say, intricate explanation of where Ronnie might get some of her toughness from is when we meet her brother, Junior, right before we meet, encounter, the rape of Ebony. But we ain't talking about that right now. We're going to stick on Ronnie. Yeah. What you got to say about Ronnie, Joe? Um, in a character, she has so many, like, light themes that are just lightly sprinkled on there. But she's such a funny character that we don't 
delve into any of it, which is she, which makes for a great villain, but also a little bit of lost potential there. What, where do you feel potential is lost? For example, when we were talking about this off mic, in her light, like, in the light homophobia of her character and her past, her past, because, like, Ronnie's actions don't come from someone who had the best life. Ronnie and Junior definitely have a troubled, long history and past, but we don't get really too much of a hint of any of that. Like, Ronnie clearly has some internalized misogyny, and Ronnie does not understand consent. <laughs> Those are, like, normal people things if you, when you grew up in a normal suburban household, you know? <laughs> yes. You got to understand that somebody who is going to be the top-notch whore at the Players Club is definitely going to be a bitch with a pass. <laughs> and, you know... Me, Jonah and I argued about this a little bit because where he sees lost potential, I see Ice Cube had a small budget and a little bit of time and a lot he wanted to pack into a good-ass movie that did become a cult classic. So it's like, can the potential truly be lost? Because we still talk about these characters in 2023, 20 years later. I feel like it's lost potential in the film, but more potential in the fan base and conversations about the movie because while the film didn't delve into this here we are doing that now right but like i also said a little bit earlier is i feel like players club friday some of uh ice cube's best films came out before he really had the budget to make the are we there yet and the other like more yeah. money films that mainstream silver screen films that he made so i feel like we, if he had money, we probably would have got a part two. We probably would have got more of, you know, but like these are, you know, the makings of early filmography before people get that bag. But if you want to get to that point, if you want to be there, you know, you're going to just keep making the movies until somebody see that, oh no, this guy can write for you. Oh no, this can be this and that. And like, you know, so, you know, I, I, I'm lighter on him on that. But back to Ronnie, who is very layered. She's a villain. She has the cons- uh, you know consent issue clearly as she tries. She does take advantage of Diamond, as Diamond recalls, at a late night. But I think that you know Ronnie's character is also where you're getting the gay bad yes, uh, vibe from. So it's almost entirely her. <laughs> well, you expound on it then. One main thing is how Ronnie, it's never said that Ronnie raped Diamond. It said that she's a freak. Which, like, Ronnie raped Diamond. That, that's not a cause of being gay. That's a cause of being a rapist. Right. <laughs> like, she's not a freak. She's a rapist. Let's, let's call it what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just me being the overthinker that I am and considering what we just spoke about, you know, Junior and... Uh, Ronnie possibly having a past as both of them proved to be rapey, rapist, rapey, rapey, rapist in the movie. Um, I think it's safe to, you know, make the assumption that they were raped. I actually said it when we were watching, the, uh, re-watching the movie for a second. I was like, you know, we don't know their story. They probably got touched by the same uncle. You know, that's why Ronnie Gay and Junior's a rapist. Although, one, one weird part about that is like, Honestly, the gay community out of all of the communities have, like, the strongest grasp on consent. So for Ronnie to be gay and a rapist is so interesting because it frames gayness as bad unintentionally. 
And I also feel like you're associating homosexuality with rapiness exactly. and that's not cool that's kind of gross um you know just like how some people want to as- associate homosexuality with pedophilia like no we can't do that this person is a lesbian and a pedophile they're not interchangeable these are not the same thing they don't mesh <laughs> so yeah but then you know i feel like that's why ronnie has so many layers because while she's a rapey rapist she presents a mental toughness that clearly is needed to survive the players club and to be successful in it she is also a foil character to diamond Mm -hmm. as they both share that mental toughness whereas of course ronnie's long developed because ronnie has been there longer but diamond develops that and they go about it in slightly different ways. Ronnie goes about it in getting her bag and whoever gets hurt in that got hurt. That's their, oh no. What? Diamond goes about it in getting her bag and anyone who gets hurt, step behind her. She's going to take care of it. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, it was so much. I think overall, I love Ronnie's character because I love how she's so wonderfully and beautifully embodies a bad bitch of the era. The blonde hair, the high styles, the way she wear her hair, the track and the animal print, the low red car, like she... That outfit when she was at the white man party. Child! It's like, I can see this bitch pulling up on Freak Nick with a gaggle of bitches in her Corvette. Like, she, like, what I like really about Players Club and a lot of Ice Cube's early films, which make them cult classics, is that man has an eye for he can he can capture what he's trying to capture. Like he he captured that '90s hole in Ronnie so well. I love the lovability factor. Yes, she's lovable even while she's completely wicked, evil disgusting woman i love that she is extremely high yellow i think that that is i feel like that was strategic too because ronnie looks like the baddest bitch of the 90s and like she's not while she's a black woman i feel like it was important to make her very red because that gives her like some more exoticism that makes her very capturing like ronnie is very red she lighter than diamond and the way that junior isn't half as red as her like junior is he light skin but he ain't ronnie (laughs) right it also adds layers to their character development because it's like do ronnie and junior have different daddies yeah you know like you know like there's so much to them but like I love Ronnie's character. And I think, oh, what I was getting at about the red skin too is I think it's important that Ronnie is beautiful. Yes. Like she's so evil, but I think it's important that he made sure she's beautiful. She is a beautiful woman. So, you know, I think that aids in the beginning of her being able to, you know, um, get Diamond into the sense of security. Like you remember at the beginning of the movie, Ronnie presents herself as this girl who's going to like be almost like a big sister figure, a mentor. She's beautiful. She's going to help her Diamond make extra money by taking her to these parties. You know, like it's just a lot. Speaking of those parties, one of the parts that I caught, you know, because when you revisit a cult classic, you catch things. I caught that um, 
Dollar is behind those outside parties. So he like, he making money in the players club and he setting it up to make money outside the players club and you got these people money, but you ain't paying them. Like, <laughs> Dollar something else, shoot. We got to talk about him too. He need his own section. Child, how Dollar tell him? It gonna be trouble, trouble. Shut up. <laughs> I love Dollar. Dollar makes me miss Bernie Mac so bad. May the king of comedy rest in peace. Dollar's character is so funny. It's well developed. He's all over the place. And I just love how they wrote. I feel like Dollar's character feels like they wrote it for Bernie Mac. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it feels that way. Like, you know, Diamond, the rest of them, they auditioned for a character. But they wrote Dollar for Bernie Mac. I don't care. I Don't and I, don't yeah. tell me if you know it's not true, because I, <laughs> I choose to believe it. That's when do we is. start with Dollar? Dollar is the club owner of the Players Club, if you've never seen the movie. If you haven't seen the movie, shame on you. This is a cult classic revisit. That means you, I mean, let me get your black card. But Dollar is the club owner, uh, portrayed by Bernie Mac, who is in debt up to his eyeballs and ultimately destroys the players' club himself because he won't pay his creditors, and his creditors finally get mad and shoot that shit up and burn it to the ground. But, man, there's so many layers to Dollar even. Like, I still, I don't watch this movie a thousand times since I was a kid. Correct me as if, if I'm wrong, but doesn't Dollar have the money? By the looks of it, he absolutely does. He got a safe full of money. He's always counting all this money. He's doing all these outside parties. He got the money. <laughs> He's such an interesting and hilarious character because, and I love how Ice Cube, right? From, Ice Cube is like, I love him. Because it's just so realistic. The players club owner guy wouldn't be this gross guy who has the money but chooses not to pay. Would rather have some man show up in your bed with a shotgun and jam you in the stomach and instead of give the man his money. Like, it's really simple and easy. And it's not that much money. It's like $10,000. But you know what I realized too? That was a payment they wanted. So he might owe, he might have owed like 50, 60, but they wanted at least 10,000. But it's like, give them, it's like, if you not hold them off for this long without giving them nothing, you can't give them a fraction of the money so you can, you know, live and keep your club open. Um, and one more thing, he is so unempathetic during the entire movie. He does not care about these girls. He cares about his money. And that's it. At all. This, the final scene with Tina. He's talking to Tina, the bartender, telling her how she ain't like all these other bitches in here. This and that and the third. Then the creditor shows up to shoot the club up and he used Tina as a human shield. Like, he just told her that he loved her. And when he was safe, he threw her to the ground. I don't know if you caught that. Wow. Well, listen, doll, I don't care about them gals. <laughs> I love the way he just talks so much crap to everybody in the movie. That gives Even me life. Even with the gun held to his face. It gives me life. Like, he yelling up at the... What about how Ebony gets completely raped? And when the cops come and Diamond come and people show up to avenge her, his only care is, why are you taking my girlfriend trick? Why are they being prohibited? Like, Oh my God, you're taking my girlfriend trick and running my moneymaker. Like, that's all he cow. cares about his cash cow and, and 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 her best friend because that's his little piece of coochie but like do you not care that your newest little players club dancer was 
horrific, horrifically, like horrifically, really horrific. Like I just don't understand. Like and he does it, and he does it. Whatsoever. <laughs> what are they saying through Dollar's character? It feels like they're saying that the only type of people who can run an establishment like this with such a high turnaround of people getting harmed is someone who doesn't care. I think there it's a it's a more um, generic statement of the people who run these kinds of clubs are usually seedy people because Dollar is definitely a seedy person. <laughs> what else is he? <laughs> but he's funny. Hilarious. So what about our Diana, Miss Diamond, the star of the movie, the young um, college student who decides to go dancing at the players' clubs just because she had a, what she say, a four-year plan that was the bomb. Our beautiful, struggling protagonist. Jonah already said, I'm just out you, Jonah, that his biggest problem with Diamond is he never liked the way they portray her like the only good girl who came to the players' club to... You know, uh, yeah. you know, with her and everybody else is just some whores. <laughs> Although you, a great point was made in Tina not being another one of the whores, um, because Diamond, Diamond seems to be the only one who like genuinely cares about the people around here. <laughs> Period. Well, we already established that Dollar don't give a damn. Not one. Not one damn was given. It is. I feel like Diamond's character gets her merit from the fact that right after your cousin screws your man, she ends up in trouble and you go to bat for her. Like immediately. Immediately. That was noble because I'm sorry, cousin blood, I don't care. Y'all know one thing about me. Girl, I, I don't care about no blood, girl. Did you, you did what in my house with disrespect? In my bed? I don't care if Junior had raped you and then, and then, and then, and then ate you. You was going to live in that hotel, fam. For me, I wasn't, listen, I would have made the report for sure because that's, that's not taking that off my skin. But going there and beating Ronnie and taking blood out of my own body, I can't be sure. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, but I feel like like she did at the end. She kicked her once and said, that's for Ebony, and kicked her again and said, that's, that's for, for me. me. I feel like a big part of why she did go ahead and beat that girl ass, because she been wanted to do that, and, and, and Ronnie finally gave her a damn good reason. An amazing reason. Um, Everybody out the dressing room, please. Now I got to shoot a gun, because y'all can't hear. Everybody out the dressing room, please. please. Man, listen, that fight scene is like the best. The best like, and the we movie, watched the genuinely. movies to see that fight scene. And it's just so good. You got um the the doorman character. Did you at least pinch the bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Did you do something? Like, <laughs> no, because Ronnie got blood streaming down her face. The wing is destroyed. And I just walked out. <laughs> I don't like how she destroyed my dog wig, though. I, I like, like that. The wig didn't need to Ronnie, the wig ain't in that end. The wig did not need to catch a stray like that. But that was just, there was just so much to it. Um, I remember while watching you commented on uh, Jonah liked the way they did the scene where Ebony is at the party calling Diamond, like, hey, come pick me up because she feels a bad feeling. And Diamond doesn't come to pick her up because she's on a date with her new man, the DJ at the club, played by Jamie Foxx. And 
she doesn't pick her up because you just screwed you my just man with my other man. Like my my man that I you know matter of fact, I just remembered this. Diamond had dumped him. Remember, they had just broken up a few days ago. So it just goes to show how these young hoes be like, oh, you thought it was okay because they, broke, they up, broke up. But it's never okay, girl. That's girl code. Like girl code. Once once one of your girls done had him, that's it. And then we're cousins, they're family. But you know, something was already up, you know, from the scene where Ebony comes out of the room while Lance is still there. Lance is Diamond's boyfriend, and she just got on her underwear. And Diamond is like, girl, put some class on her. She who Lance, she ain't nobody. Her and Lance been doing something before then. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, I feel like this is another point of how I brought up like how in the scene after when Ebony is discovered fresh after the rape, they use the eye level um, for her, that camera angle, which is supposed to give sympathy. It's like, of course, they're giving sympathy. She was just raped. But in the scene right in like right before the hand, where there where Ebony calls Diamond, and Diamond's like, girl, I'm busy. I ain't yeah, I'm busy. <laughs> it kind of, that scene makes it kind of feel like this is the consequences of your own actions. Like, that's what the movie is saying to Ebony, in a way. In that scene is how it feels. But isn't it? She chose to do the party while all these girls were saying no. Ebony's problem is she came up in there young and big-eyed trying to be grown and she wasn't listening and she wasn't paying attention. She got drunk and was gonna go with Ice Cube and his friend that night. Then Diamond had to pull her out the car. She could have got raped that night. Super savable. It is the consequences of her actions. Yeah, exactly. Now Diamond gotta be super savable. You kept putting yourself in situations that were not safe for you, and Diamond kept getting you out. And then the last time you put yourself in a situation that wasn't safe for you, you finally listened to the spirit a little bit and you figured it out. And now you're calling her for help. But Diamond ain't wrong because, you know, girl, I don't save you. Of course, we only get these seeds for the movie. But these seeds where Diamond is saving her is an indication of that's what was happening at the club. Diamond got to keep saving her. Mm-hmm. She kept putting herself in these situations, though. So I'm not, you know, I don't want to victim blame because no doesn't need no, and I believe that. But the fact that 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 Ronnie has been at the Players Club for years, and Ronnie is asking all these girls to come, and they're all saying no. You didn't think to just maybe investigate a little maybe bit, or go to one of those girls and be like, "Hey, what's what's, what's going on? Here? Why won't they?" Hello. Um, although that is a very good point because the movie in showing sympathy for her in that moment shows that even though she put herself in this situation, that was still absolutely disgusting. Disgusting and wrong. It doesn't null or void her consent in any way, shape, or form. Exactly. So, and that's a really good point to make. I appreciate Ice Cube for that because that's a really good point to make. Like, yes. Ebony made bad decisions that put her in the situation, but that does not justify the actions of the rapist. That doesn't mean that it's okay to hurt women because women made a bad choice. Women can make bad choices and it still doesn't mean that no means yes, because it means no. Um, and I like that. I didn't even think about that way. I like I talking about hear that until you said it. Yeah. Child, I smart. You smart too. Yes, so 
that's what it is. I mean, Diamond's character is funny to me. Um, the 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 guy at the club who she can't tell is obsessed with her. I like how they show how wildest girl does have her head on straight, and she she you know she's she knows how to how to carry herself in this club. They also kind of tell you that she had to learn by first being an ebony. She was already ebony, and she saw what, and she learned really quick that being ebony gets you raped by Ronnie. Ronnie. Being ebony gets you in messed up situations. Followed home, fall exactly. So she quickly figured it out. But I feel like, but that's what I was getting at about the followed home guy. I remember the scene where Luke, Uncle Luke, comes to the club, and he's a big money client at the Players Club. So Dollar got all the girls running upstairs. When Luke gets there. Diamond is doing a lap dance for her regular crazy client. The guy Myron, who ends up Byron, yep, Myron. who ends up following her home. I always make sure you get home safe, Diamond. Creepy ass dude. But she's dancing with him, and Luke, a celebrity, comes into the club, and all the girls are flocking there. Money, money, and Diamond says to Myron, "I'll just stay with you." I just think it's very interesting how. While she's smart in a lot of ways and she's perceptive in a lot of ways, she didn't perceive that, like, in Myron's weird way, she led him on. Nigga, a celebrity's here. This is your opportunity to go make way more than the $25 to $50 I'm about to give you for the slap dance that you give me every night. And you chose to stick with him. Um, that was interesting to me. Oh, and one more thing, a little bit less about Diamond. Is in, even though the movie frames her as like the only one who cares about the things that happen here and Ebony, blah, 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 and the third, she's not though. There are two whole other characters who do almost more than her, I wanna say, for these women and for even the terrible people like Dala, the policeman. Ooh, cut through. Like, even though everyone just kind of treats them as nuisances and annoying and blah, 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 blah. They saved Dollar like twice, and they are the only—they're the only ones who kind of bring at least Junior to justice. Yeah, they—they're the only ones who kind of seem to be concerned about the right thing. At the end of the day, this is a strip club, a strip joint, and let's be—you know—real. Where are strip joints? They're usually in the seedier parts of town. They're usually, you know, so it's interesting that everybody see them as these like annoyances and nuisances when at the end of the day, their area is the raggedy part of town where they kind of have to be a nuisance to keep this shit semi-safe for y'all ass. And it's not even too safe. And it's not anything. <laughs> they have to clean up a mess. All prevent. the time. Um, yeah, I, it's just, I think one of the reasons that the Players Club is such a memorable and remarkable movie is like a lot of memorable, remarkable movies. The casting is wonderful, phenomenal. phenomenal. Everybody is in the right role. Every important role that was, that was necessary was played Danielle. Even some of the unimportant ones. And I also love in those early uh, Ice Cube movies is like how he likes to recycle. Um, he likes to recycle actors, but present them in a slightly better way. Like, uh, for instance, the doorman's character, that's Ezel from Friday. Ezel is a junkie. 
on Friday, running around, slipping and falling in the store. And you know how much money you get for a slip and fall. And he, like, he's a nuisance, he's annoying. And then on the Players Club, he's the short doorman who talks crap. Like, I love who he does it. We see Debo at the end coming in as a bodyguard to help out. Um, like, we, who else do we see that's on, that's on Friday, too? A lot of people. Um, Ice Cube clearly was on Friday. I think Ice Cube Friend was also on Friday. I, just can't. I think Ice Cube Friend from Friday, uh, I think he is the guy that runs the store that Ezell is trying to slip and fall on on Friday, but I got to look that up. But uh, I love how uh, Ice Cube does that. Uh, he's very good about that. But it's a whole different movie. They're painted in a completely different light. Like, like I said, we see Ezell as a junkie on Friday, and now he's always in a nice suit and tie, but still a little jerk, little asshole. Yeah. Like, he's, like, the casting is phenomenal. Having uh, John Adams, the father from Good Times, play one of the cops. Uh, Faze, uh, oh, my gosh, Big Worm's in it. Big Worm, you better have my money on Friday. He's the uh, second, he's the shorter, fat, roundhead cop. Mm-hmm. With, the, with the other cop? Luke. Uncle Luke? Luke the rapper. Yeah, he's not in uh, Friday, though. What yeah, about Uncle? Luke? I know, but I—it's lovely that they have him as a reference to like something real life, not Friday. Yes, that was very smart. Like for them to have basically when the big money guy comes, it's Uncle Luke. Well, Uncle Luke was like what the the, the freak Nick guy of the '90s. That was perfect casting. That was so smart, and that is how that works. That is how strip clubs work. What I also like, and I think what also keeps uh, Ice Cube's movies like cult classics, is he knows how to capture. Um, the right parts of the human experience so that his movies can transcend eras. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to say that, yeah, that the way that they present strip clubs, I wasn't in nobody's strip club in the 90s to know how they are, that how they work. But I've been in people's strip clubs since adulthood and see that that is how they work. And that's how they've worked since the 90s. Big money come, person comes in. The girls go crazy. It's a money night. Like sometimes the big money person ain't even no big rapper celebrity. It's just somebody everybody knows around the town for having big money, and they just got a divorce or won some settlement, so they come into the strip club to light it up. But um, great casting. Arc. Oh, I'm not gonna stop saying okay. Ice Cube is very good at creating. Um, why should anyone watch The Players Club? It's it's an amazing movie. For as much as I like to rag on it, I like to rag on the things I enjoy. <laughs> it's hilarious. It has themes in droves, even though sometimes they're a little unclear. And it's it's such it's a valuable experience as a movie. If you're gonna watch a movie, watch something good. <laughs> I love that. It's a valuable experience, and I truly agree. The Players Club is like one of Ice Cube's best because you can even see and feel like at the time when he made it, he was still young, he was still hungry. And I'm sorry, I'm one of those people who love an artist's first couple things because that's kind of like their DNA's on that. Before you got the money, before you got the fame, before you got the budget, we're just going to get you. Before you have the money to not have to work your hands raw, there's going to be blood, sweat, and tears in all of your works. And we feel it and it comes through. 
I believe The Players Club will always be a well-known, memorable movie, just like Friday. It might not be as big as Friday, like everybody loves Friday, but it shouldn't be forgotten. That movie is a cult classic. And I'm so excited that we got to do this cult classic revisit which uh, Players Club is not for a young audience. There's rape, there's drugs, there's guns, there's all kinds of stuff. But if your kid's oh, old an enough, actual hiddens, like, and actual boobs. A couple yeah, times. A couple times. So don't watch this with your eight-year-old. Right. Do what you will. But definitely so excited that I have a teenager now because, oh, buddy, and you turn 15 this year, it's going to get a lot worse. <laughs> I got oh. some stuff to show you. <laughs> Uh, okay. Thank y'all so much for joining us on this episode of the original BB Podcast. Ciao, I'm your host, BB. And I'm your co-host, Jonah. And we had love you very much. Until next time, mind your business. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Betty Show Podcast. I am your host, Black Betty, and I just want to let you know that I am so thankful for you. You've been supporting me. You've been listening to me run my mouth. You've been laughing at my videos. You've been clicking on my shit on Facebook or TikTok or YouTube. You love me. And I love you back. And I may not show it sometimes because I struggle with it. But the love is real and the love is there. And I thank you.